Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Student Perspectives, the podcast where we talk with student pharmacists about their unique challenges and opportunities presented throughout their professional journey. My name is Stephanie Kramer, a fourth-year pharmacy student at Wilkes University Nesbitt School of Pharmacy and a Pharmacy Student Forum Advisory Group member. And today, we will be chatting with Drs. Caitlin Holt, Stephen Astrakhan, Isabel Bonarigo-Burton, Anita Yang, and Tasha Roshan about mental health and well-being throughout the residency application process and receive guidance from current and recently graduated residents on how to prioritize this topic. Thank you all so much for joining us today. So just to hop into the first question slash introductions, could you all tell us a bit more about yourselves and can Abby start us off? Hey everyone, my name is Abby Ingram. I'm a P3 currently at Auburn University Harrison College of Pharmacy. And this year I am part of the Student Forum Advisory Group um, for the Residency Wellbeing Committee and I'm serving as an advisory group co-chair. Thank you so much. Can Lauren please go next? Hi, everyone. My name is Lauren Kapling. I am a fourth year pharmacy student at the University of Kansas School of Pharmacy. Um, My involvement of ASHP is within the Student Forum Advisory Group um, in the Residency Wellbeing Committee. Thank you. And next, Alon. Hi, everyone. My name is Alon. I am a P3 at Texas Tech School of Pharmacy on the Dallas campus, and I am also a co-chair with Abby on the Pharmacy Student Forum for Residency and Wellbeing. And next, Natalie. Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie Mozzi, and I'm a fourth-year student pharmacist at Union University College of Pharmacy in Jackson, Tennessee. I am a member of the Pharmacy Student Forum Residency Preparation Advisory Group. And next, Alyssa. Hi, I'm Alyssa Ching. I am a third-year pharmacy and public health student at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. And I am also a part of the Pharmacy Student Advisory Group. And next, Caitlin. Hi, everyone. My name is Caitlin Holt. I'm a current assistant lecturer at the University of Toledo College of Pharmacy, and I'm also a cardiology clinical pharmacy specialist at Primatica Hospital. So I'm about a year and a half out of residency, and I currently serve as a work group lead and social media coordinator for the Resident Advancement Advisory Group, or RAG, which is part of the New Practitioner Forum. And next, Stephen. Hi, everyone. My name is Stephen Astrakhan. I am the current PGY2 pediatric pharmacy resident at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I am also a member of the Resident Advancement Advisory Group for the New Practitioner Forum. And next, Isabel. Hi. I am the current PGY2 internal medicine pharmacy resident at Charleston Area Medical Center in Charleston, West Virginia, and I am also a member of the Resident Advancement Advisory Group. And next, Anita. Hi, everyone. My name is Anita Yang. I am a cardiorenal metabolic clinical pharmacist practitioner at the University of North Carolina Medical Center. And um, my journey with ASHP started when I was a student, but I've been on the new practitioner form for the past two years. And next, Tasha. 
Hi, everyone. My name is Tasha Roshan. I'm a current PGY2 oncology resident at Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center. I'm also a member of the Resident Advancement Advisory Group from the New Practitioners Forum. All right. Thank you all so much for introducing yourselves and giving your background. We'll get right into the questions. I can go ahead and kick us off with the first question. So did you find it challenging when trying to maintain a work-life balance while going through the application process and match process? And if so, what steps did you take to prioritize your personal well-being? Isabel, would you be able to answer that one first? Of course. So I found it somewhat difficult to maintain a work-life balance, more so during my PGY2 application process than my PGY1 process. The steps that I took to prioritize my well-being are mostly related to scheduling. What I did for my happy year was I was able to request to have February off, which is the month where most of the interviews occur. And I would encourage students to do that if you're able. What I wish I had done my second year would be to schedule better. I wish I had taken more PTO during that month. Um, I did not take as much PTO as I could have. And I think that made it more difficult for me to prioritize my personal well-being. So I would recommend scheduling around things as best as you can when you're going through the process. Thank you for that. Anita, do you have anything else to add? Yeah. So for me, I was going through the match process during the thick of COVID, um, which was a really confusing time where there weren't exactly distinct settings for work and personal life. And I think um, the settings were really important for me. Um, And I'm someone who doesn't do well with minimal sleep and made sure I kept a routine of having some downtime before bed. Um, I also try to plan something fun um, while appropriately socially distancing with my friends each weekend to have something to look forward to. I also think it's important to have non-pharmacy friends and family outlets to get away from all the noise and stress about residency applications in the match. I completely agree. Thank you. Um, Caitlin, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, so I definitely agree with Anita and Isabel. So this can be a really hard time when you're trying to juggle rotations, internships. You have a lot of projects and research going on on top of all of your materials. You're trying to get ready for residency applications, trying to prepare for interviews. Um, So I would agree with Anita that having like a self-care routine is really important um, because if you don't set aside that time now, eventually your body is going to force you to set aside some time to take care of yourself. So something as simple as going for a walk, I cannot stress like how important physical activity is. Um, Personally for myself, like going for a walk, yoga just makes you feel like much more positive. Um, just taking the time aside is really important. Um, I think another step that was really important that I took was setting boundaries. Um, and this is something important to learn as a student. Um, learning to say no, especially if you don't have the time or capacity to do something. This not only includes like projects, um, like on internships or like an activity with an organization, Um, it's really important to learn that because you don't want to spread yourself thin and not be able to dedicate time and energy to all the things that you're devoting yourself to. Thank you so much for that advice. Okay, I have our next question. And Caitlin, you did a really excellent segue into that talking about walking, but what role did physical health, exercise, and nutrition play 
and helping you stay mentally resilient during the application and match process. Anita, can you start us off? Absolutely. And I agree. Caitlin did segue well into this. Um, my physical health definitely played and still plays a huge um, role in my life. And I know that, or I guess I knew if I wasn't taking care of my body and fueling it with nutritious food and exercising regularly, I would feel sluggish and not my best self and not be able to perform in the best way. I also wouldn't be able to handle the stress and anxiety or be able to be a supportive friend to my peers, but also my non-pharmacy friends and family. And so I think being intentional about setting time aside to meal prep or go on a walk while listening to a podcast like this is so, so important. Um, and it's like when you're on the plane um, and the flight attendant always says to put on your oxygen mask first, that is so relevant in taking care of your body, um, both physically and mentally, to make sure you're the best version of yourself and so that you can perform in the best way. Absolutely. I completely agree with all of that. Isabel, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I think the most important thing for me during this time was mostly the nutrition aspect. I'm somebody that when I am stressed and overwhelmed, sometimes I can struggle to eat. And it was important for me to remind myself that while I, it's best to eat healthy foods, any food is better than no food sometimes. So eating, making sure that you're eating well and eating during your stressful time is important. Another thing for me was that I really enjoy cooking and baking. So I was able to set aside time, not only devoted to fueling my body with healthy foods, but also as a recreational activity for myself to help with my mental well-being as well. I totally agree. I can tend to stress eat or stress not eat sometimes as well. Um, Stephen, can you wrap this question up for us? Yeah, I had the opposite problem of Isabel. And so when I get stressed out, I am a snacker. Uh, and so I knew that this was going to be a really, really stressful time, lots of things to keep track of and work on. Uh, and so I took this as a, an opportunity to work a lot on meal prepping. And so I set aside about two hours every Sunday, and that was my time to cook everything for the entire week. And so that took a lot of the guesswork out of what I was going to eat, made sure that I stayed on track in terms of, you know, what nutrition goals I had for, you know, my personal life. Uh, and took a lot of, you know, the extra time uh, that I would have wasted otherwise. Um, and then I also took this as a time to, you know, start going to the gym. Uh, this whole process is super stressful. And, you know, having an outlet where you can get out some of that pent up energy is really, really helpful. So going to the gym, going to play some sports with friends, uh, those are really, really great ways to take your mind off of things. Thank you all so much for those insights. My question is, how did you find ways to stay connected with your passions and interests outside of pharmacy during this high stress period? Caitlin, would you be able to start us off, please? Yeah, thank you, Alyssa. So I think all the questions we've had so far kind of segue into this. And I think the main takeaway I could offer is just having balance um, and really focusing on time management skills as a student or as a PGY1, because you're definitely going to need that going into residency. So why not start working on time management ahead of time? Um, and what personally, I actually learned this from a co-resident because I was having a hard time trying to stay connected with things outside of pharmacy was setting aside 
one evening each week where I just said I was not going to work on anything residency related. Um, and I would just kind of veg out, watch my favorite Netflix series. What I chose to do was Fridays because Fridays, usually you don't have a lot going on typically with school or residency. You don't have like a big homework assignment or project due on Saturday morning. So I found that Fridays worked best for me. Um, and then also just taking advantage of any downtime. So if you have like 15 minutes here or there, or 30 minutes, take that time, listen to a podcast. Don't just sit on your phone and scroll through things or think about pharmacy, read a book, try a new hobby. Um, so yeah balance and just taking any advantage of any time you have left over. Thank you so much. Tasha, do you have anything to add? Definitely. Um, I, I would definitely echo what Caitlin said. I think it's really important to have a good balance. Something I try to do is after rotations, I would take at least 30 minutes to an hour to um, watch a YouTube video, watch a show, um, or even cook to kind of get my mind off of something that was pharmacy related. And I think that helped me decompress a lot. In addition to that, I really enjoy trying out new restaurants. So sometime during the week or every other week, I would try to go out with family and friends and just take my mind off of the whole application process. So um, those are some things that I did to stay connected with my passions and interests. Thank you so much. So I have the next question. Um, were there any moments of personal growth or self-discovery that you experienced during this period? And how did they impact your approach to well-being and mental health? Stephen, would you like to start us off? Yeah, happy to. I think for a lot of us who knew that pursuing residency was the path we were going to take, we started this process like at the beginning of pharmacy school, getting involved with all these organizations and projects and research. And by the time you're applying for everything, you are under so much stress because you feel like you're competing against the world. Uh, everyone else doing the same types of things and everyone's CVs are going to look the same. And I think as I was going through working on my own materials and working on my own applications, that was like the first time during pharmacy school that I was able to reflect on really everything that I had accomplished over the past four years all of the things I had done, the friends I had made, the projects I'd completed, the presentations I'd done. And there was a lot of pride in that. And so I think having that type, that, that time to reflect on everything I'd accomplished made me feel even better about how I was hopefully at that point going to do uh, and made me feel like I was a good candidate. And so, you know, don't compare yourself against what you think everyone else is going to look like. Take the time and reflect on all of the great things that you accomplished. Absolutely. I agree. I actually just had a conversation about how um, we're insecure about self-reflection. So thank you for that. Um, Tasha, do you have anything to add? Yes. Um, I think during this process, you, there is a lot of personal growth and self-reflection that you can do. And something I realized that I do is be hypercritical of myself. And I think that's a something that you should be aware of because um, as Steven said, you know, you work towards this process over the four years that you're in pharmacy school and being confident in everything that you've done to work towards this opportunity. It's really important to have that in mind as you go into interview season so you can be your own cheerleader. So I think um, something that I taught myself is to be more gracious with myself and um, be more confident in everything that I'm working towards. Thank you so much.
Okay, I have the next question. In retrospect, are there any changes or adjustments you would make to how you managed your well-being and mental health during the application and match process? Caitlin, if you want to go ahead and answer first, that'd be great. Of course, Abby. Thank you. So I think what I learned was really echoing what Stephen and Tasha said. So looking back, I think the number one thing I wish I would have known or told myself was to just not compare myself to all the other candidates that you're interviewing with or like your peers. Um, you can really get in your head when you're talking to other students about um, like where they're applying, what their CV looks like, what their GPA is, how many interviews you have, like how many places you're applying to. It just becomes really overwhelming um, and not even just talking with other individuals, but like on Reddit or there's lots of different forums you can go on to. Um, so I would encourage other students to not get in your head about that. Um, there's lots of residency positions. There's thousands. So it's not like you have a one in a million chance. The odds are much greater in your favor. Um Everybody has something different to offer. Um, So I would definitely not compare myself told myself not to compare myself to other individuals. Another thing is that kind of the same thing of not getting in your head, try not to overthink the match process. Um, just because some people I would hear like they were trying to um, like kind of like work the system, try to match based on who you think likes you the best. I would just recommend to really not try to overthink it and match what you think you would fit in with, where you would enjoy being at for the year, because it is a long time. It can be a stressful time. So um, just not trying to like one up or think you can work the match. Yeah, thank you, Caitlin. Um, I've always heard the saying that uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that goes hand in hand with that. So I think that's great advice. Isabel, do you have anything to add? I agree with the others. I certainly struggled with comparing myself to others that I knew when I was going through the residency process. And I think one of the most important things that I learned is that you really should take it day by day. It's not helpful. And it wasn't helpful to me to be stressing out about if I was going to match in October. If you're like me and you knew that you wanted to do residency from day one, or even if you just figured out that you wanted to do residency, this is the culmination of pharmacy school and it can feel very end all be all. And that's not really how it works. So I think it's important to just take things day by day and focus on what's in front of you and not worry about the great big bad scary match day coming up in the spring when it's already months away. A few other things that I learned and wish I'd done more of was reach out to your friends who are going through the same thing. I had some friends I stayed in close contact with and some friends that I didn't talk to as much because during Appies, you're all spread out and away from each other. And it was really reassuring to realize that I wasn't the only one that kind of felt like I had no idea what I was doing. So keeping in contact with those friends who were going through the same process was also very helpful. And just do your best. That was the best thing that I learned was... Just try and do your best. That's all you can do. And it should be good enough. Thank you so much, Isabel. Um, that was also great advice. All right. So we had a lot of great questions and we do have time for one more question. So what advice do you have for any fourth year students currently applying to residency programs? And Anita, would you mind starting us? 
Yes. My advice was actually going to be um, similar to what Stephen had already mentioned, was, which was to celebrate all the wins that you've done in pharmacy school. So I won't um, belabor that point. But I thought of another one, and it's to be comfortable with not knowing all the answers quite yet, which I know is scary and not what we want to hear. Um, but I was someone who always got intimidated when I was around um, people who were really confident in what they wanted to specialize in, um, whether it would be cardiology or transplant, and they knew a specific type of program they wanted to be in. And I was all over the place. I applied to multiple types of residency programs. Some were veterans affairs, academic medical center, community, ambulatory care, a mix of inpatient, outpatient. So basically every combination that you could think of. And it wasn't until the interview process where I really got to understand what the future could look like in terms of residency and um, career options. But really, there was no perfect path or no perfect um, way for it to go other than, you know, everyone's journey is different. And I struggled with this even during my PGY1 of um, figuring out, do I specialize in a specific area? Do I do general ambulatory care? And so it's a moving target always. And so know that those unanswered questions and not having all the answers will continue with you. And so you just have to get comfortable in the unknown, which I know is scary, but just to trust yourself um, and the process and know that you don't have to accomplish everything day one. Um, give yourself some grace and know that, you know, my motto is um, follow the pace of grace. So maybe take that with you and knowing that you don't have to have every answer, but it's okay to slow down and just enjoy the process and the unknowns. All right. Thank you so much. I feel like that's really unique advice. And Pasha, would you be able to follow that up? Definitely. I think um, my answer will build upon a little bit of what Anita said, but something that I was always nervous about was the interview portion of the residency application. And I try to practice as many questions as I could to, to try to prepare myself. But I think at the end of the whole process, I learned that it's easy to fixate and try to find a perfect answer to interview questions, but ultimately being genuine and showcasing your personality will help set you apart. Um, you'll match to a program that values your qualities that you bring as a candidate. So just keeping that in mind that you also want to be at a program that values you. So hopefully that helps. Yes, I was actively thinking about that as well, of like trying to think of all these different questions and how I'd respond. So that's beautiful because you do want a program that truly likes your personality as well. So that's something to be present and be in the unknown, but still be great. Um, and Stephen, you'll be the final uh, thought on this question, please. One thing that I like to pass along to every student that I work with that's going through this process is that you shouldn't not apply to a program because you don't think you're competitive enough. Ultimately, that's not really up to you <laughs> to decide if you're a competitive applicant. You know everything you've done. The program doesn't yet. So be confident in yourself. Be confident in everything you've done. And just apply for where you think you're going to be happy at. I also like to say, just take your time to focus on the letter of intent portion of the application specifically. I think everyone's CVs to a certain extent say very similar things, but the letter of intent is really where you get to show your personality. It's the only part of the application that you get to show your personality. Um, so take the time that that part deserves. Thank you so much. And thank you all so much. 
Um, that is all the time we do have for today. And I want to thank Caitlin Holt, Isabel Bonarego Burton, Anita Yang, Stephen Astrakhan, and Tasha Roshan for joining us today to discuss mental health and well being throughout the residency application process. If you haven't before, I do encourage you all to check out ASHP's student resources. You can find member exclusive offerings such as targeted materials on career transitions for students, information on residency and research tools. Be sure to also check out the Student Connect community where you can exchange ideas with your peers. Thanks again for tuning in for the session of Student Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and just be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.